Welcome to the Restless Midlifer podcast, helping you get life back on your terms and recapture that spirit of adventure. Hi, welcome to episode 52, and this is part two of the interview with Mark Telford. I did decide to split this because there are two distinct areas that Mark and I talked about. And if you haven't checked out part one, I think that's a great interview um, as Mark shares his, I guess it's a typical midlife story around shifting and transitioning careers from one industry to another. And he, Mark had a very successful career within the fitness industry um, and then shifted across. So if you haven't checked it out, I think it's a really, really valuable interview to listen to, to, to explain to get yourself thinking if you are in that mindset of thinking is this it and I, I do want a sense to do to make a, a quite a a big change in terms of career um then it's worth thinking about what mark learned and what the thinking processes the emotional processes and the practical tactical things he had to do in that so it was really useful part two is building on really marks that experience that mark has with it from his fitness industry from coaching um box potential olympic boxers um you know and, and that kind of thing his experience around helping them make the most of their nutrition and their diet but also reduce the friction out of it and he talks about in this interview about batching um how to batch prepare your meals and and the planning process in that and i think it's really valuable and after the interview i'll do a quick um sort of overview of my experiments that I've had that I've done as a result of this interview because I have actually put into practice Mark's advice and um, some some great lessons learned and, and actually it's, it's really really helped um, I think I'm now probably three weeks into it since starting um, but I'll give you that overview at the end so stay tuned for that but if you listen to it it's really good because I think the key thing is as busy midlifers you know who want to make those shifts whether it's in just eating healthier losing a bit of weight it, it it's really hard sometimes to let, you know, the, to eat healthy, to make the right choices when you're tired, when you're working long hours, and when you get home and there's nothing there that jumps out at you as ready. It's very easy to pick up the phone and or pick up the app and and dial in for a, a takeaway, for example. And I, I know that's something that that uh, was my default for quite a while. And you know, nothing wrong with a takeaway every now and then, but there was the frequency. So it's about that, recognizing that we need to look after future version of you, the future you that is perhaps finishing work or is at lunch and perhaps is going to make choices at a lunchtime at work that, you know, um, may not be as healthy if you had something alternative there. So I'll leave it to Mark to explain that. So on with the show and then I'll I'll give you my, uh, my the results of my experiment. Take away from that and think about one of the other things was uh, it goes into your your you know helpfulness and everything in the gym. I mean, you helped me with burpees. <laughs> so I was getting faster at those, um, and just just that approach. And we were talking about um, you were talking about food prep, and I think one of the things that, um, like I say, with with busy weeks, um, you can have good intentions, but you know if you if you don't do that kind of prep for the future version of you, future Dave on a Thursday, feeling like stuff that. How do you? What's your approach to that for? You know, so it's, food wise. it's exactly what you, you said earlier. We all have busy days. You get home, you can't be bothered. The takeaway beckons. Um, or you're driving down the motorway and a sandwich looks good. So stripping it back, obviously I've worked in boxing for years, coach boxing for years, and obviously a big part of that is weight management. Um, one of the big things that people always ask for is you know, diet plans. Not something I believe in. Um, I'll come back to that in a second. But, um, you know, 
I'm sure you've like listened to like sort of like Joe Rogan podcast and stuff like that, and you, you know they talk about um, diet and, and the biggest, usually the biggest thing about someone doing a diet they lose weight is because they actually focus on their food, and by as a result they have a calorie deficit. You know, you can listen to your likes of James Smith and stuff go on about it and, and all this way, and this that and the other, but a lot of the time, it's about what is the blocker or the barrier to you achieving what you want in terms of food so the, the like exactly what you said the biggest barrier most people put up is time um the the convenience um and so where's the opportunity let's say finding that opportunity so food food if someone comes to me and says i want a diet plan the biggest thing is Again, going back to non-negotiables, there must be something you don't eat. Like, I don't know what it might be, but there'll be something that you don't eat. Anything you particularly don't like? If I give you a sweet plate. corn. Sweet corn. I, funnily enough, exactly the same as my missus, right? <laughs> so it's a non-negotiable. My yeah, missus yeah. isn't going to eat sweet corn, right. all right? You're, there's no point in me giving you a diet plan that involves sweet corn, yeah. all right? Now, that's quite good. You've got one thing. Some people might have 15 things they don't eat. So a diet plan for you is going to be different to a diet plan for me. You're, you've got an aim, I've got an aim. I want to put on weight, you want to lose weight or whatever it might be. You want to, you want to increase muscle mass, you want to lose muscle mass, I mean lose body fat, whatever it might be. So there's not a one-size-fits-all to everyone. You're however tall you are, I'm however tall I am, blah, 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 all these things go on. So diet plans I don't think normally work. So from there... Okay, okay, so what will work? So the first thing I always say to anyone is do a food diary for one week and be brutally honest. Include everything. Do one week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, everything you eat, everything you drink. And let's find the easy wins. So the easy wins that most people usually have is the amount of bread that they eat Mm. and the, the lack of protein. Yeah. Usually, usually they're the two big things. You, everyone tends to have a carb-heavy diet and a low-protein diet just because it's convenient. Build, like getting a sandwich at lunchtime, getting a, having toast for breakfast, having cereal for breakfast, whatever it might be, and going, right, okay, where's an easy win? What could we do? What could we take out? What could we put in? And, and trying to just chip away it seems because you want to make sustain this is one of the biggest things that I've learned is you want to make a change sustainable. If I say to you, right, Dave, like not Dave Duar now, but like imagine you'd never been in the CrossFit gym and I say, right, Dave, we're gonna start doing CrossFit. You're gonna come six days a week with me. You're gonna train every at six days, you're gonna have one rest day, and you're gonna have this diet plan. The chance of you following that for more than three days is slim <laughs> to none because, A, you might pick up an injury, you're going to get sick of your life. So it's like, okay, right. What I might say is, right, Dave, you've had 34 biscuits over the course of this week. All right, that's two packs of chocolate hobnobs. All right. Next week, can we have one pack? Buy a pack. Don't starve yourself, but let's have one pack of chocolate hobnobs next week. Ooh. There's a chance you might do that. You might end up buying another pack and getting halfway into the second, but you there's a, you're making a little change. 
right, Dave, instead of having a sandwich five days a week, how about on two days you have a wrap? It's a little easy way. You know what I mean? Yeah. So build it down. And that, so that to me is really important. It's about making small, small changes. So go into the meal prep. It's about convenience. And um, it's about making stuff that's easy to access and you know when you're going to eat it. So obviously we've, a lot of you will have families and you've got to think, right, okay, realistically, my evening meals this week I'm going to be having with the family. So they're going to be cooked meals, okay? Or can I make something that we can heat up later, like a whatever it might be, big lasagna, and when we can have that on the night time. But, but it's about trying to say, right, okay, well, what do I need to control here? So maybe you work five days a week. Maybe what you actually need is to make your lunch quality. So what I do personally is I work Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and I work one to half 11, and I have a, have a, um, in a big meal and a small meal. And then I have something before I go to work. So I'm on a, on a Saturday. I prepare my food for those four days. So I have a I buy I bought a load of BPA free um, plastic tubs, one and a half liter tubs from ASDA, two quid or something like that. And I prepare my food for that day. Now it's easy for me now doing it for four days. But when I used to work at the gym and I used to work split shifts. I would prepare 11 meals for the week. (laughs) And the reason being, the way I look at it was I'd need, I work five days and I generally would have two meals during that day, my lunch meal and my evening meal. So five days and then I would prepare one other meal for the weekend. Reason being, what do most people like to do on a weekend? They like to go out and eat food or they might have a takeaway, or they might have a treat. And I'm a massive believer in it. Everything in moderation except moderation. No one needs to live like a monk. Mm. And that's a, I think that's a big trap that people fall into, is they feel they've got to be all executing, and you yeah. don't. Unless you're a world-class athlete, you don't need to live like a monk. And it's yeah. a bit like, you know, with, with you know when you look at elite athletes training and stuff like that, they don't train hard every day, every day, every day. They'll have varying paces of training sessions and stuff like that. And so it's a bit like when we go to CrossFit, some days I'll go, right, what's my focus for today? I'm going to do, um, um, we're doing deadlifts. Okay. And then the workout is going to be pull-ups. All right. What am I going to pick to really focus on here? Do I need to go hard in the wad or do I want to go hard on this skill? What's on tomorrow? Okay, the skills, this. Okay, I'm going to go easy on the world. How am I feeling? I'm going to go hard, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. to, like you kind of make that to have those ebbs and troughs. You don't have to beat yourself up and go, right, I'm going to smash every single part of this. It might be a case of, right, my shoulders feel a little bit tired, so I'm going to do the easy weight on the shoulders. But in turn, I'm going to really beast myself on the burpees and whatever it might be. You don't need to go hard every day. And it's the same way of like food, you know. I would never say to anyone, right, you need to eat a diet plan for for all your meals in a week. If you think you've got two meals a day, seven days a week, there's your 14 major meals plus your breakfast. So you've got 21 meals. How, how, you, how you want to break them up is kind of up to you. 
But when it comes to prep, it's a case of going, right, what am I preparing for? Where, where am I weak? Am I rubbish at breakfast? Okay. I skip breakfast every day because I'm never ready. Right. So what am I going to do? Okay. Breakfast muffins might be an option. Something that you can make. Little eggs in a, in a ramekin or whatever. Put in some ingredients. Make 12 of them. Cook them. Bosh. In the morning, wake up, microwave, minute and a half. There you go. Like, have that. Mm. Easy option. Your biggest opportunity is that you don't eat at breakfast. You've got low protein. So, a couple of eggs and a bit of ham or chorizo or something And in the morning. There you go. You just added yourself 25 grams of protein to your day. So, protein, like I say, is the big one and too many carbs. They tend to be people's big pitfalls. So... With your protein, that's obviously used for your like, recovery. So you there, there's there's loads of different arguments as to how much you should have, but but really it's like you want to kind of have two to, at least two times as many grams per kilo of your body weight. That's kind of the general, you know, consensus. I think they say two point two, but really if you're having so if I weigh eighty one eighty one kilos, I want to be having at least hundred and sixty grams of protein in a day. So it's like, okay, what does that look like, you know, in terms of um, how much how much protein is that going to be? Okay, a breast of chicken, uh, uh, whatever it might be, eggs. How, how am I going to get close to that? So, so you kind of want to make sure that you're, you're, you're hitting that highest protein that you possibly can, whereas we're very good at not hitting protein. It obviously becomes even more complicated when you're vegetarian or vegan or whatever it might be. But you want to hit that protein because that's what obviously your muscles are, of all protein and you want to recover so you need to supply them with protein so when i'm pre- when you're preparing a meal it's looking for those opportunities to increase that protein count it's one of the first things and then it's reducing that carb count and then it's a case of looking at what do you with these meals you want to have some variety so working out how many meals you need to prepare for is your biggest opportunity how are those meals are going to look? Do you have access to a microwave to heat something up? If not, you need something that you can eat cold. Mm. If you've got access to a microwave and you can heat something up, then your world is kind of oyster. But what I do is I'll go, right, go back to when I used to prepare me 11 meals, for example. I'd say, right, 11 meals, one hour. Working on... you. Things like my fitness pal, which I'm sure some people use mm. for working out their calories and proportions of what's going into their food can be really useful. I don't think at the start you need to get too bogged down in that because it's kind of like I say, with, with any focus, there'll be, an, there'll be an improvement to start with. But if you want to push it, you can you can look into your, your macros a bit harder. But basically, starting off day one, carbs up, pro, uh, protein up, carbs down will probably improve your performance. Mm. Focus on taking out a few weaknesses, that's going to help. So the biggest barrier is that preparation. So you're going to work five days. Are you prepared? Have you bought everything you need for those five days? There's your starter block. So have you got like some fruit to take with you as a snack? Have you got a, a chocolate bar that you like as a treat? Have you got... Because we all know what it's like when you shop when you're hungry. Mm. Oh, those biscuits look yeah. good. That chocolate bar looks good. That looks good. So, okay, so don't cut out the treats. Go, right, do you like a crunchy? You might like a crunchy. Buy a four-pack of crunchies. 
okay, you've got one crunchy a day for your four days, whatever it might be. Try not to eat them all on day one. It can be tempting, <laughs> but try not to. But okay, then that doesn't look on a craving because you know, right, you've got that opportunity. So I'll go, right, I want some variety. So I want some potatoes, I want some pasta, and I want some rice. How are my meals going to look? So maybe if, if we use nine meals as an example, it might be a bit easier. So I'm going to have three meals that are going to have chicken, three meals that are going to have mince, and three meals that are going to have, um, say, pork steaks. Quick update. The Restless Midlifer Academy is now open, and I'm also running a series of six-week reshape accelerator programs aimed at getting your health, weight, and self-confidence back on track. Head over to restlessmidlifer.com to check out the programs. All right, so pork shoulder steaks. So they're my three main sources of my protein across those nine meals. Okay. What can I have with them that can make them a bit different? So I might have sweet and sour sauce on one of the porks. I might have sweet chilli on one. One might just be salted. And what am I going to have with it? So my carb sources, my rice, my potatoes, my pasta. So I might make, so I might make 300 grams of pasta, three, three meals that are going to have pasta. So I might have... Pasta and bolognese. I might have pasta with chicken and pesto or whatever it might be. But how can I make this as convenient as possible? So my pasta is going to take 10 minutes to cook. My rice is going to take 15 minutes to cook. So I can put them in a pan ready to go. So I've got one pan of rice, one pan of chicken. I mean, sorry, one pan of pasta. And then, right, I want some potatoes. What type of potatoes do I want? So I get some nice crispy roasted type ones. So... Get some salad potatoes, however many grams it's going to be. Cut them up. They're going to be the longest thing to cook, so they need to get in the oven first. My chicken breasts, right, I need three chicken breasts. I'm going to get one. I'm going to put it in a bit of foil. I'm going to just put a bit of salt on it. One, I'm going to put um, some chilli on it, like some, some sweet chilli sauce. And one of them, I'm going to put some, rope, <laughs> that's all right, some tarragon or whatever it's going to be. So I've got three chicken breasts for a meal. One that will go with some rice, one that's going to go yeah. with some pasta, right. one that's going to go with potatoes. Yeah. So I've got like chicken and pesto that's going to go with the pasta. So that's cooking away. Then I've got a, chi a chicken with salt that's going to go with the potatoes. Okay. And then I'm going, right, okay, with these pork, I'm almost doing the same thing. I want one that's going to go with rice one that's going to go with pasta and one that's going to go with potatoes. So what am I going to do with them? And then it's the mince, okay? So I can with mince, I can make a nice bolognese. I can make a nice chilli. So I've got four hobs on the go. One's got rice, one's got pasta, one's got bolognese, one's got um, chilli from carne, all right? So now I've got pasta, bolognese, chilli and rice, chilli and chili and potatoes so i've proved yeah okay it's similar but i've provided myself a little yeah. bit of variety right i need some veg in there as well so let's get some broccoli cut up put that in the oven let that roast away um i want some peas so i can put them in with the rice or whatever it might be and and then spread it out but realistically it's going to take me as long to cook that as it takes the longest thing to cook yeah so that's the potatoes all right so yeah okay it's going to take me a little bit of time to prepare it but i've got 
my my potatoes are going to take probably 35 minutes to cook to get nice and crispy. The chicken's going to take 25 minutes, give it a little slice down the middle. And then whack that in the oven. The pasta's going to take 10 minutes. While it's all in the oven, I'm making a bolognese sauce and a chili sauce. And then at the end, I've got my nine tubs. Bosh, bosh, bosh. Put four of them in the fridge, four of them in the freezer, and then you, you're done. And it's, But it's about having that, what, what you need to know is how many do you need to prepare? Yep. And how many are you, how are you going to eat them? They're going to be hot or cold. So for example, if you know that you're going to have a cold one, then what you might want to do is instead of having chicken and like roasted potatoes, chicken and salad potatoes. So you still cook your chicken the same, your potatoes, you just boil them. And then you've got, and then you can buy yourself a little bit of salad or you've got your um or a coleslaw or something like that mm. and it becomes a it becomes a cold eater meal but it's going what's my what's the barrier to to eating it and breaking down that yeah. barrier oh i haven't got a microwave okay well that doesn't stop you it just means you've got to think about yeah. what you how is it what you're going to have that's going to be a cold eat and then what you find is let's say that ups your protein that you're taking in it drops your carbs because you're not going to eat things like toast and sandwiches. On top of that, you're thinking a little bit more about your breakfast. So let's say getting some eggs in and, and whatever it might be in the morning. Um, and that's, again, you alluded to earlier, having a routine is good. So if you're getting up and you've got breakfast every day, I think that's really important to like starting your day. Um, same as like making your bed. Like to, that, that start having a strong start to the day, you've got an achieve, you've achieved something within 25 minutes of waking up yeah. and having that sense of achievement and like, that's a strong start to the day like i i always say to people like task one and it, i'm you know it's an old military thing but i think um you know um jordan pitts and whatever i think it's one of his things as well like make your bed just by doing that you've achieved something yeah. on that start of that day now you're, that's a good start you've done something then your second thing right and have breakfast because most a lot of people skip it you know you know i haven't got time for breakfast you do but you ha- but you might not have time to cook a full english breakfast but you've got time for breakfast and it doesn't just have to be a bowl of cereal like say egg muffins there's a row a million recipes online for something like that and you just make them little batch of six or whatever they're gonna you can freeze them you can do whatever you want and put and then have them but it but it's just a case of Trying to keep it simple and and go from there. So yesterday I made I made six meals yesterday. Um, I made macaroni cheese, corned beef hash, um, and pasta bolognese. And it took us it took like I say it took as long as it did to make the to to cook the potatoes. And so I did I parboiled the potatoes for five minutes. Um, once I chopped them up, put them in a frying pan with with the corned beef. Gave them a little. A little swirl around, put all that in a in a tray with some onions, bosh, in the oven. That's got that's gonna take probably half an hour to cook. While that's cooking, I had 350 grams of pasta, um, little macaroni pasta. Half of it went into an oven tray with a cheese sauce, macaroni cheese, and then the other half, right here's a bolognese. Um and let's say half an hour, six six meals. All in tubs, three are in the freezer, 
to, to went to work yesterday, got one with me today, and it's like yeah. easy easy pickings, and then you've you you remove that barrier, and then like say I buy do my shopping, and so I buy a pack of Snickers. I like Snickers, inspired by Matt Fraser. So I take a take a chocolate bar with me to work. Mm. That way I know I'm I've got something there. If I want it, I take an apple, I take a banana, I take an orange. One thing, not go into it, but there's loads of sugar in in fruit. And one of the things you'll find is when people start calorie counting or, or start dieting, they replace a lot of stuff with fruit, which is is a good thing. But there's a balance. Mm. There's a there's a hundred calories in a banana, so like it's a lot a lot of calories relative to to what it is. So people go right. I've stopped eating biscuits, but actually they've eaten you know four hundred and fifty yeah. calories of sugary fruit in the day without. And it, yeah, okay, that's better, but you. In terms of calorie deficit, you, you've got a bit of a problem going on here. And I've seen people make that mistake loads of times. But I take, obviously, I do enough exercise to, and my job's active enough that I'm, you know, kind of burning that off. But I'll take an apple, an orange, and a banana, like say a meal. And then I quite like crisps. So I take a bag, uh, two little bags of crisps with us. And I just eat them for those snacks throughout the course of the day. And then I have my dinner when I have my break. And then I'm all. So so Sunday to Wednesday, my my food for work is all sorted. Don't have to think about it. Um, and then the way I work, like work, I work in the afternoon. So I have a really high calorie breakfast because I've got plenty of time to have it, and I'll eat that in the in the day. But again, I make sure that I've got all of the stuff bought so that you know it's a little. It, I've been doing it for years. So it's dead easy for me to go right. I need to have a kilo of mince. Yeah. Um, you know, this many sausages, whatever it might be, and I can calculate it in my head. But but it's but that's just for experience. But for anyone starting out, just start simple. Spaghetti bolognese, dead easy to make, easy recipe, easy to divide up. Okay, you want like say if you want to you, you want to make it if you want to get more accurate you can go onto my fitness pal and type in and find out how many grams of protein you're going to have um and then on and then from there you go okay i've got the ingredient by having the ingredients to make a spaghetti bolognese i've also got the ingredients to get some chili if i buy a pin, tin of kidney beans or whatever start off easy and say right okay my five days at work this week i'm going to have it's going to be a bit boring but can I prepare my five days? Can I make three portions of chili and two portions of bolognese? I might ne- next week you go right. Okay, I'm sick of the sight of chili and bolognese. Yeah. Okay, so I need to make a bit more variety. So what can I do? Maybe I'm gonna take a jacket potato and have bolognese and on that one day, um, or chili on that, or or I go right. Okay, well now I'm gonna introduce the chicken. Let's say chicken's so versatile. Chicken stir fry, easy. Same, get your breast and put it in a stir fry 20 minutes, get a breast and put it in the oven 20 minutes and have it with potato and broccoli. Like, it's just finding what you like, keeping it as simple as you can and working off what takes the longest to cook okay. and setting yourself to challenge and making it did on you, there. Did you see when we talked, you, have you done a little video of this or did you do a video <clears> I did do a video of it. Um, so maybe if you can, if you can I, share, that'd be good. To I, see. Yeah, yeah, just definitely. Like, see the proof in the pudding type of thing. But I think... Oh, conscious of time. Yeah, Thank yeah, you for your time. Uh, and I love that because it, it's given me a bit of food for thought, pardon the pun. But I think it's that idea of, you know, start small, pick a meal, pick a, you know, how many meals do you do you want to, to mm. work out? Then 
block out some time, sort your shopping list, and, and move on from that. Yeah, build and just uh, be prepared. Yeah. Like the the, yeah. the key because shopping hungry is bad, and nipping to the shops on your break. Yeah, that's bad. That's yeah. when you make the the, the easy yeah. choices. So it's yeah. just going. Where's my barrier? Yeah. Right. Okay. That because if you can improve, you know, like I say to a lot of people, don't worry about a weekend. Enjoy it. Make your wins. Yeah. Monday to Friday. Go and enjoy your weekend. Yeah. Have your takeaway. Have your roast dinner. Your yeah. few beers, whatever it is. But let's improve this bit here, and then you don't build those cravings. And once I say, it's trying not to go to one extreme. Yeah. And then obviously, as you take things more seriously. You can get as far into it as you want, yeah. but make that small, sustainable change first. Um, and I feel well, that makes a big change. Very much the sprouts sweat their way, isn't it? So <laughs> cheers for your time, Mark. It's been great. It's been great to explore your, your journey and also that advice on there. So if you can give us that link to... Yeah, to yeah, video, I'll find it. I should, and, um, I should be able to find Check that, that out. If you've got any questions, give us a shout at dave at restlessmidlifer.com. Um, Mark might be up for a, a follow-up if you have any questions. So um, by all means, chuck them in. I'll certainly report back on my efforts as well. So thanks very much for your time. No, cheers. no, absolutely really pleasure. Good. And catch you on the next episode. Take care for now. Hi there. So hopefully you've enjoyed that uh, part of the interview with Mark around preparing, planning, and batching your food. And as I promised at the beginning, I'm going to share just my my quick insights to my own experiment with his advice because I, I, it resonated with me. And I think in particular what resonated was trying to simplify things down to effectively, I think, was the power of three, wasn't it? You know, you need um, you need in general, or generally, what I picked up from Mark's um, the insights was that we generally, if left to our own devices and maybe not eating the healthiest, we generally under-eat protein, which is the building blocks of, uh, of our muscles, et cetera, especially in midlife when we're trying to sort of counter that decline in muscle mass uh, and in muscle strength etc um so the you know increase our protein and reduce our carbohydrates not go low carb or keto or anything like that, but just reduce that because the you know it is very prevalent there's a, there's carb sources all over here from breads pastas rice all sorts of things so i love the idea of the power of three three protein sources three carb sources that you can prep which are healthier and then three veg and three three flavors and then combine them all into you know different combinations so my attempt was actually after a week of norovirus um, which floored me actually for uh, floored the family really for five days so I rode off a Monday morning rather than going to CrossFit um, just wasn't there with it yet but just starting to feel human again thought right I'll do this I'll what can I do I'm going to have a go at this prep thing. Now, Mark mentioned about the um, egg muffin recipe, so I dug that off. I dug a one off the um, the internet and realised it was actually quite simple. You basically just beat up a few eggs uh, and add in some some vegetables or and even meats or proteins if you wish into that. Um, so I yeah, I beat up a bunch of eggs, uh, fried off some onions and peppers, and had a muffin tray and fried and and cooked off twelve uh, egg muffins. So that was my first part of the attempt. And um, apart from using a Yorkshire pudding tin instead of a, a muffin tin, um, they turned out great. Um, I have since bought a muffin tin and the second batch have come out great. But you can freeze them and, you know, take them out the night before they're defrosted and you can eat them cold or warm them up. And they're, they're a great breakfast. And for me, yes, I break fast a little bit later in the day, but it's a great way to kick that off with um, a protein source that is healthy. So that was that was part one. The second bit was the... Um, 
the actual lunch prep. And I focused on lunches because between myself and Leslie, who works, you know, she could be anywhere from a court across the Northeast to um, working from home. It's useful to have that use, that lunch in place so that for me, I'm not, I'm not diving into biscuits. And for her, it's not going out and buying a sandwich and packets of crisps, et cetera. She, you know, she would like to change that. So we, we looked at that. Um, so I looked at chicken, pork, and um, mince. And again, I divided the chicken into, I chopped that up, made different variations from pesto sauce to sweet and sour sauce to um, some some salt and chili um, spread. Salt was effectively like a salt, actually, that I, that I cooked the chicken in. Uh, made a, a con carne, made a, um, a gravy type thing for, um, you know, like a, uh, shepherd's pie for the mince and fried off the pork in um, sweet and sour sauce or chili sauce, that kind of thing. And uh, and then made some pasta, some noodles and some potatoes. And generally it worked pretty well. What I found was juggling them all took a bit because I, uh, my hob doesn't work totally. There's two rings out, unfortunately, but it worked really well. It just took a bit of time. So my first attempt was three hours. So this is where my learning from it was don't go all or nothing, which is typical of me to go all or nothing and try to do the lot, two weeks worth, which is what I ended up with, two weeks worth of food. I mean, that's just typical day of doing that. Just start small, perhaps with the breakfast one, because it was really easy. Had that knocked up for within five minutes um, and then in the oven for, what, 15, 20 minutes, whatever it was. And then I had, what, two weeks worth of egg muffin breakfast. Brilliant. So then maybe practice with that, but pick one meal, maybe one or two meals or lunches to get used to the idea of prepping because there is a bit of cognitive load. There is a bit of pressure on your brain going, right, what am I going to put with that? What am I going to put with And then here's my other lesson. Get some labels and label the tubs <laughs> because I just was pulling them out and it was a bit like pick and mix random. I didn't know what, what we were having. Um, so, yeah, so my, that was my attempt. Really good. And actually, I'm on to round two now where I am in the process of batch in two weeks just because i've got that many tubs and it's simply a question of just increasing the volume of what you cook um and then you can freeze them and i've got the freezer space thankfully so yeah do that um it really works well and then it takes a lot of brain power out for lunch and the other side little side note is having something that is really satisfying more filling on that lunch like you know lunch to mid-afternoon i'm finding that i'm not i'm less inclined to eat the rubbish or feel under pressure to dive into the the biscuit barrel etc towards the late afternoon evening if i'm knocking about the house um so my next target is to think about up in my game uh, up in our game here on the evening meals but that has really provided a rock solid foundation actually to build on so that's that's really my experience of it hope that's useful and i uh, hope you found this episode useful drop me a line dave at restless midlifer um for any questions or thoughts Thank you for listening. You will find all show notes, links and resources mentioned at restlessmidlifer.com. And why not spread the word? If you know a fellow Restless Midlifer, share the show and the links. And if you haven't already, subscribe to it in your podcast feed of choice. And one more thing, if you enjoy the show, it would be great if you could rate it by visiting restlessmidlifer.com forward slash review. It would mean a lot. And I may even give you a shout out in return. And a quick final thanks to my production assistant, Karen North of North VA, for, and for the music, which is called Silver Star by the awesome Logan Nicholson of Music for Makers. Check out musicformakers.com. Take care for now. And don't forget, you really can live a less stressful, much healthier and more meaningful midlife. Gory Adventure. <laughs>